Yes, you hear me? Very good. Shalom from Chicago. Um, I did not understand anything that Rabbi Rosenfeld just said because I don't speak Portuguese. And I hope he told everyone that I'm going to speak in English. And I hope that there are people who understand English over here. Um, in this interesting time that we're living in today of uh, the coronavirus that affected the entire world, and we ask Hashem for bracha, for shmirah, for refuah. On the one hand, we're all separate in our own homes. And on the other hand, for the first time ever, I'm speaking in Brazil. So it brings us together as well. I thank my brother-in-law, Rabino Eliyahu Rosenfeld, who invited me to come join this very wonderful gathering in honor of the great Chag of Shavuot that we start celebrating on Thursday night. I was asked to speak about Shavuos as being the great wedding, the great wedding between God Almighty, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people. One of the great books of the Torah is Shir HaShirim, the Song of Songs, that was written by Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon. And in that book, he talks a lot about the love between a husband and a wife, a chatan and a kala. And it's all one big mashal, one big metaphor or allegory for the connection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God Almighty, and Kalal Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called the Chatan, is the groom, and Klal Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael, and B'not Yisrael, is the Kala, is the bride. And there in chapter 3 in Perek Gimel, he writes, B'yom Chatunato, that there was the day of the great wedding, the great Chatuna, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael. And the Talmud, the Talmud says, that what day is B'yom Chatunato, Ze Matan Torah. That was the day of the giving of the Torah, the 6th of, Sh- of Sivan, which we celebrate this Friday, 3,332 years ago. It was this date that we had that great Ma'amad Har Sinai, when we all stood at the feet at the bottom of the mountain Har Sinai, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah. And that day he calls Yom Chatunato, the day of our great wedding. Interestingly, even the Minhagim, a number of the customs that we have till today by weddings, by chatunot, are all symbolic of that great chatuna. I'll give you a couple of quick examples. Take, for example, if a chatan and a kala, a bride and a groom, live in two different countries. Let's say the chatan lives in Chicago and the bride in Brazil. So where would the chatuna be? Would the chatuna be in the city of the groom, the chatan, or in the city of the kala? Minhag Yisrael. The custom by Jewish people is that the chatuna is in the place of the kala, in the place of the bride. Why? Because that's how it was by the first chatuna. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the chatan, Klal Yisrael is the kala. The chatuna was in this world, not in heaven. He didn't raise us up to heaven and give us the Torah. He came down here to give us the Torah. And from here we learn that the chatan goes to the kala. By a chatuna, we stand under a chuppah, under a canopy. Why? Because by Matan Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God Almighty, lifted up the mountain and held it over our head like a canopy. So every chatuna, we do under a canopy. And at the end of every chuppah, 
The Chatan breaks the glass when everyone says Mazal Tov. Why does the Chatan break the glass? Say in the Sfarim Akdoshim to remember Shvirat HaLuchot, the way the Luchot were broken after giving the Torah by Har Sinai. So that so much of our Chatunot, of our weddings, are based after that great symbolic wedding, the wedding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael. But why? What's so special about that connection and why is it symbolized in a wedding? Let me share with you a few short ideas. You know, we have many relatives. We have parents, we have brothers and sisters, and we can have children. All of the relatives that we have are blood relatives. We have them from birth, aside from one. There's only one relative that we have that's not a blood relative, that there's nothing that connects us to them genetically. Which one is that? That's our husband or our wife, our spouse. Our husband or wife is the only one who we have no blood relation with. We have no genetics that connect us. So one would think perhaps that connection is less than the connection to parents, to children, to brothers and sisters. After all, the parents I was born connected to as I was to my brothers and sisters and children. And my wife or my husband, I wasn't born connected to them. And yet we see the very opposite is true. We love our parents and of course we love our children and we love our brothers and sisters. But the love that there is between a husband and wife, between spouses, they live together, they celebrate and live life together every day. The deepest connection, the deepest relationship is marriage, even more than any other type of relationship. Why? Because marriage came from Bechira. I chose, I chose my spouse. And choosing comes from so deep within ourselves that when we connect to the one who we chose, that connection is beyond any other, even blood relationship that we might have. There were great tzaddikim before Matan Torah. There was righteous holy people, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Great tzaddikim. And they were like relatives of Hashem. So close, so connected. But then came Matan Torah, and then there was Bechira. We say in the davening, in the prayers, tefillah, ubanu bacharta. God Almighty chose us. He chose us like a husband chooses a wife, and a wife chooses a husband. On that day of Matan Torah, He chose us, and we chose Him. And that's why that relationship is more powerful than any other relationship that one might have. Another idea. When people get married, typically they love each other. They loved each other already. They're good friends, great friends, best friends. They love each other. Why then do they get married? Why do they need to get married? They already love each other. What does the marriage add to their love? And the answer is, marriage is not just love. It's commitment. When we love someone... But the next day, we don't love them so much, so the relationship is gone. When we get married, we commit ourselves to that love, so that even when sometimes we don't have those same feelings, 
even sometimes when the same type of loving, happy feelings aren't there, we're still married because we committed ourselves to each other forever. That's marriage. Marriage is commitment born out of love. Before Matan Torah, as I said, there were great tzaddikim. There was holy people. But if their children wanted to not be Jewish, they weren't. Abraham Avinu was the greatest tzaddik, but his son was Yishmael. Yitzchak Avinu, Isaac, was a great tzaddik, but his son was Esav. So there was tremendous love, but there wasn't that level of commitment. It didn't move on to the next generation. By Matan Torah, God tells us, from now on, it's not just love, it's commitment. I am committed to you, and you are committed to me. So that even when the love is perhaps not as strong or as bright or as felt, we're still one nation with one God Almighty who chose us. Immediately after Matan Torah, the love was tested by the Egel Hazahav. Right after the giving of Torah, the Jewish people become idolatrous. They create an idol and they serve it. One would think that's the end. It's the end of the loving relationship. It's the end of that connection of Am Hanivchar. But we see the Torah says no. This love is a love of commitment. It's a love that's there when we feel it and when we don't. And it passes on to our children, whether they feel it or they don't. And as we know that even a Jew that might not feel connected in any way, is still 100% part of Klal Yisrael, Ubanu Bacharta Mikol Ha'amim, connected to God in that commitment born out of love. And finally, one last idea on marriage and Matan Torah. When a couple gets married, we wish them that they build Binyan Adei Ad, an everlasting home. To build a home, a warm home, a beautiful home, a happy home, a comfortable home, a home where husband and wife will, God willing, raise a family, raise dore dorot, generations of children. Build a home. And by Matan Torah, God Almighty gave us the mission to build His home together with Him. After all, as the Sfarim, as it's written in the holy, uh, holy books, why did God create the world in the first place? Says the Midrash, Nitaveh HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God Almighty desired Dira B'Tachtonim, a dwelling place, a home in this lowly world. God wanted to call this world home. He wants to be comfortable in this world. He wants this to be a beautiful, holy, selfless, peace-filled world. God is looking for a home. But to really have a home, you need a chatan and you need a kala. You need a husband and you need a wife to build that home together. And by Matan Torah, God Almighty gave us the mission, gave us the ability, gave us the power and the tools to build the home where he and us together should be able to live in a beautiful, holy, peace-filled world. And in order to show us how to do that and give us the tools, He gave us His Holy Torah. He gave us His mitzvot. He gave us the commandments to tell us what exactly to do and how to do and when to do and where to do. What are the right tools in order to build the beautiful home 
that he created this world in order to have here on this earth. And therefore, as we come again to Shavuot, to Matan Torah, this giving of Torah, this Friday, once again, we recognize that we enter into this holy bond of matrimony, the Kiddushin, the match, the, match, the wedding experience between God Almighty and us. And we commit ourselves once again to Him as He commits Himself to us. And together we build that home so that He should be fully comfortable in this world as we continue with Torah and Mitzvot to create a holy, beautiful world. Until very soon, the world should be that revealed place for godliness and God Himself with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu may it be speedily in our time even before this Chag Shavuot. Chag Sameach to all.